Considering a transition to private pay? Thrizer can help you transform out-of-network therapy to look and feel like an in-network experience for your clients. Your clients just pay co-insurance for sessions instead of waiting weeks for reimbursement. Thrizer covers the rest of your fees so you get paid in full up front. Check out our special link, join.thrizer.com forward slash modern therapist, and use the code modern therapists to activate $2,500 in free payments with Thrizer. Is your mental health practice buried in the bottom of Google search results? There's a way out. Simplified SEO Consulting offers a roadmap to search engine success. As mental health professionals, they know how to help therapists attract ideal clients and build a thriving practice. Go to simplifiedseoconsulting.com forward slash modern therapist to learn more and unlock your SEO potential this summer. Hey, Modern Therapists, this episode of the Modern Therapist Survival Guide is going to talk about how to get paid speaking engagements. And you're going to learn all about that in a few moments from Dr. Laura Lewis. And Katie and I are going to give you the first opportunity to put these steps into action. If you want to speak at the Therapy Reimagined 2020 conference, go to therapyreimagined.com, click on conferences, scroll down to become a speaker and sign up. You'll get all of the information on how to apply to be a speaker at Therapy Reimagined 2020 in September here in the Los Angeles area. We can't wait to see your application. You're listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide, where therapists live, breathe, and practice as human beings. To support you as a whole person and a therapist, here are your hosts, Kurt Widhelm and Katie Vernoy. Welcome back, Modern Therapists. This is the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. I'm Kurt Widhelm with Katie Vernoy, and thank you for listening. Wherever you listen to us, we thank you for doing that. And if you wouldn't mind stopping by, leaving us a rating and a review. And if you're not yet a subscriber, subscribe to us. It definitely helps us out. And today we're joined by Dr. Laura Lewis. She is the CEO of Couch to Podium. She's here to talk to us about all the different levels of going out and being a speaker. Not all of us can go out and command $75,000 a speech yet. <laughs> um, but we probably also aren't on the other end of just standing on the street corner, shouting out things and having people question our mental health. So walking us through all of the different levels of that is Dr. Laura Lewis. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm still like, what are you talking about, Kurt? Well, I'm super excited that you're here, Laura. I, I am in your couch to podium, or I guess it's the mental health speakers on Facebook group. And I mm -hmm. love the the information that you're sharing there. And I know I am definitely someone who loves speaking and love to hear what you're talking about. And I and I've seen all the people that you're supporting just rave about the work that you do to help people go from couch to podium. So instead of just keep introducing you, I'm gonna ask you, who are you and what are you putting out in the world? Well, first off, thank you again for having me. I love what you are doing here. For for people that are listening that don't know me, I am Dr. Lewis. I'm the founder of the Couch Podium program, which basically is me teaching people how to go from doing therapy work or being a coach to speaking on stages and getting paid and paid well to do just that. And so nice. I love helping my clients so that they can book paid speaking engagements. I started with just like being a therapist and wanting to scale and grow my business. 
And it had got to a point where I just literally could not take on another client. And so after that, I just said, okay, well, why don't I look at this thing of speaking? And so it just kind of grew from there. And then once I kind of got it down and now I've done over 200 paid speaking engagements, it really made me want to help other people. So it won't be as difficult as it was for me with getting started. Felt like I made a lot of mistakes in the learning and growing process. And so that was really the mission behind starting Couch to Podium. And my Castroponia membership is so that I can help it help other people. So it'll be a lot easier in getting booked and paid. I have to admit that it took me literally until right this second. I'm I'm a runner. I'm, I'm familiar with the Couch to 5K <laughs> program, which is getting <laughs> off the couch and getting out and running. It literally took me until this moment to put together that Couch to Podium is from the therapist couch to... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, congratulations on flying that one right by me. Yeah. But. Yeah. I think that's just you, Kurt, though. It totally makes sense. <laughs> so my laziness uh, being described right there. Can you walk us through kind of what that, that first obstacle is that is getting from that couch out there? Because I, I think that there's a lot of people who have maybe that initial sort of imposter syndrome or is am I yeah. quite good enough to go talk? So what what's kind of that first idea of getting past the couch? The first thought is what do you like to do? Like, what do you like to do in therapy? What do you, what type of client do you enjoy working with? Like it's four o'clock and it's time for this client to come in. Who is that client that you're excited and you can't wait to see? I think that gives you an idea about the thing that is like your purpose, the thing that is going to be the driving force behind your speaking. And then once you get clear about who you like to work with, then identifying like, well, what exact topic do you like to teach them? I think that's so important. I, I think with the things, that, the clients that I've worked with a lot that I absolutely adore, I, I'm already picturing because, and I speak about different things. So this is blowing my mind. Okay. So I have people who I teach almost the same thing over and over and over again. And I've, you know, some, I've got, I've got the kind of the canned joke sometimes and they usually land well, I'm hoping. And there's those types of things where it's like, oh, that's a talk. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> exactly it. Like those areas that like you, you talk to certain clients about and they laugh and they respond to like, that's when I feel like you have found your audience, you found your people and then creating like events and pitching to speak around that topic. And then also considering, well, where do, where do those people hang out outside of therapy? Like, what do they like to do? Where do they tend to go? Where do they go for support? And then that being the space where you start to look at, okay, I can pitch these organizations. I think the hardest part that I see is is the pitch because that, I mean, that speaks to what Kurt was talking about around, okay, now I've got to claim my expertise here mm-hmm. I've got to, and I've got to say that I'm worthwhile. And I think initially you, you may pitch just to speak, to get the visibility, to be in that yeah. space, to get the experience. But when you're actually saying I'm pitching and you need to pay me X amount of money, I think it really gets into that space of like, oh, yeah, this is getting really real. (laughs) Yes. And I remember when I first started, I was working inside a group practice and I was talking to my supervisor at the time about doing an event. And he was like, oh, they're not going to pay you. Like people don't pay therapists to speak. And I remember at that point, I was like kind of disappointed because he was someone that 
I felt like had a lot of knowledge and I was just getting started. And so if he was saying that, that this wasn't possible, then I felt like that must be true. But I was talking just to other people. And this, I think, speaks to the fact that you have to make sure that you're surrounded around people who can who can speak positively and to your dream, who are already doing the things that you want to do. Just the importance of being around, like making sure your inner circle matches the goals that you want to accomplish. For sure. And when you're getting started out, getting that kind of foot in the door sort of thing, is it necessary to really do a bunch of these smaller presentations or speeches kind of at that unpaid level in order to build up that credibility to really look attractive to some of the bigger paid speaking engagements? I think it definitely has some value. I think there there is some value to experience. So like when I was in college, I was in graduate school and I did an internship at FIU University. And a part of my experience on internship was I had to do workshops and in different parts of the campus. And so it just got me comfortable with speaking, comfortable with, with getting in front of audiences. So that once I put a price tag on it, okay, it's going to be $3,000, then it wasn't me like trying to figure out like, can I actually speak? But it was more like, I know how to do this. Like, this is what I do. So I I had a a different level of confidence having done it already. And so I think that that's the value of having experience is that it builds up that internal self-confidence. And I still get nervous. I still, every single time I speak, I I still get nervous, but it's not at the level as it was like from the very beginning. Because I always want it to be good and I want the people in the audience to get value. And so that nervousness is is still there. But having experience has helped me with at least knowing like, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about and this is how I can flow through it. And also Toastmasters. I did Toastmasters and Toastmasters has this. Have you guys heard of Toastmasters? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so for any of your listeners who haven't, it's basically a space where you speak. You speak and then people give you feedback and they give you feedback immediately. Okay, you said too many ums, you said too many ahs, like they give you feedback on what you did well. And then they have this thing in Toastmasters called table topics. And so with table topics, you have to be able to speak off the top of your head. Like they'll say, all right, talk about retirement. I don't know anything about retirement, but I have to be able to say something in in like a minute. And so things like that really help with getting started so that it helps build a level of 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 self-confidence in doing in doing speaking. And then also for the beginning speaker out there, I recommend that you list build when you're speaking so that it it allows for you to be able to continue to to support that audience that you that you've spoken to. If you've been considering switching to private pay and are unsure how to attract and retain clients, Thryzer can be your best resource. How? Thryzer actually helps you transform out-of-network therapy to look and feel like an in-network experience for clients with out-of-network benefits. First, Thryzer can help clients instantly verify their out-of-network benefits, providing them complete transparency on the cost of therapy ahead of their first session. Then, just by charging your clients via Thryzer's payment platform, you can automatically submit claims for them, offload all the insurance stress onto Thryzer, and even let your clients just pay their co-insurance for sessions, similar to in-network co-pays, to help them afford therapy up front and skip the long reimbursement wait. Thryzer covers the rest of your fees, so you get paid in full up front and waits for reimbursement on your client's behalf. 
They also have a Superbill uploads feature, which is completely free for therapists. If you'd like to instead offer your clients a resource to manage their own super bills, they manage all claims end to end. So you or your clients don't need to deal with any of the insurance stress. Visit join.thrizer.com forward slash modern therapist to get started and use our promo code modern therapists to start your free trial and receive waived fees for your first $2,500 in payments. I think that's important. And I, I just wanted to to reiterate that I am so relieved that you still get nervous because I totally still get nervous too <laughs> when I speak. You are not alone. Yeah. And I think part of it is that that kind of the 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 desire to do a good job and this being such a, a dynamic, energetic experience to go up in front of an audience and have them and, and like, if you have an audience full of introverts, it feels horrible because they're like not emoting and you're like, wait a second, I'm putting it all on the line here. What's going on? And so for me, it's, it's that piece of not knowing what you're going to be facing and, and being able with that experience to understand like, oh, this was an, this was a group of introverts because I had a line a mile long at the end versus all the extroverts got their stuff and they left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it, it does make sense that, that, you know, that, we're still nervous, but I just was like, am I still a rookie? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, okay, that makes me feel good. But I like what you had to say about both getting the experience and the list building, because I think those things, a lot of people want to jump past that. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, I want to be a speaker. And they they may have great messages, but if they don't actually get the experience, the people who book you for your next speaking engagement are the people that are watching you at the current one. Or the people yes. that are watching your speaker reel after the fact. And so if you're not delivering, it doesn't matter if you get paid well. If you don't deliver, then you're not going to get another engagement from it. And so mm-hmm. I, I really like that you're talking about kind of building those chops. And I, I'm i thinking, oh, maybe I should go do Toastmasters. I've got some things to clean up and that would be good to have that kind of feedback. But but to me, I think that there's the, the skill set. And then there's also the list building. So you stay top of mind. And when some person's like, hey, I actually have something at my work where maybe you could speak. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I've been listening, I've been reading your material, I've been watching your videos, you know, whatever that is. So that's such such great advice. I like that. Yeah. And also it helps build up social proof. So when you speak and say, for example, you are speaking for free and when you get photos and you get video of you speaking, it helps build up credibility so that other people can see, okay, yeah, I can hire you because I know that, you know, you're, what you're talking about is something that, that my audience can benefit from. So I think definitely having that experience, like, can help with booking more speaking engagements and building up credibility. And then also back of room sales. So even if you speak for free, Say, for example, you're, you haven't filled out your whole client caseload and mm-hmm. you're like, OK, well, I have books. I have a course. I have like you can have other things outside of that one moment of speaking that could be of value to to the people you're speaking to. You have a couple of points that I want to come back to, and I don't know that they necessarily flow together at the same point, but one's more of just a praise of you bringing up that you don't necessarily have to be licensed in order to start on this path. So I'm mm-hmm. always encouraging of people at all points in their career to really be looking at these kinds of things and owning that entrepreneurial spirit of having the back of room sales and that kind of stuff. You also bring up the aspect of social media and with things like Facebook lives and mm-hmm. Instagram lives and having kind of this readily available kind of 
audience that's online that can really go into this too, that it doesn't necessarily just have to be photos, but it's something that you can do as part of your digital world as well. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Like the first major contract that I got, it was a 30 city contract. We did a licensing deal so that like anytime someone, I was teaching a group of therapists about how to do couples therapy. And so because we did the licensing deal, every time someone purchased that training that I did, because it was recorded, it was like I would get a residual residual check. So that was in like 2012. And it's and I'm still getting paid from it now. I think that's amazing. I think that speaks to really looking at all the different ways that you are using speaking to grow a larger business. And I think to me, a lot of therapists start out with, I'm going to go speak so I can get more clients. And I guess the, the question I have is, is really going to, when someone is using speaking to get more therapy clients, are there special considerations in that? Yes. So you want to make sure that you're speaking to your target market. So some t- one time, like I want to say last week, I got offered to speak at this youth symposium. Well, speaking at a youth symposium, I'm not, I, I have counseled youth before, but that's not really my target market. And so it would be difficult for me to convert that audience into a client that's invested in working with me since it's like youth and children. And I work primarily with couples. And so definitely consider, is it your target market? Also consider your location, right? Because if you're speaking in London and your practice is in <laughs> Atlanta, like you have to just, just think it through. I have a list of about 10 questions that I encourage all of my students and my Castroponium membership to ask before saying yes to doing a speaking engagement. And that's one of them is like, can you do back of room sales? Just kind of the logistics of how to see if it's going to make sense for you given the target market, the location, those are some variables to definitely consider if that's the goal to get clients, which for some people is a goal. I want to get like five clients out of it. Well, then you're going to need to ask how many people are going to be in the live audience because it's, it's like a, if there's, it's kind of a numbers game with conversions, converting someone from listening to you speak to being in a invested relationship with you it has to be a certain number for that conversion to make sense. So if it's like five people, then it's not likely you're going to get five new clients. No. (laughs) (laughs) In a lot of cases, I I imagine especially early on in someone's career that having the confidence to ask an event organizer, these kinds of questions just has to seem really daunting because Mm -hmm. I remembered some of my early presentations that, a, I wouldn't have thought to ask these, and B, it would have felt like it coming across very entitled as far as like, mm-hmm. well, there's only going to be nine people there. I don't think it's worth it. What kind of advice do you have to help people navigate kind of those conversations? I think that you definitely raise an important point, and that is like you don't want to come across entitled, um, but you also like to live indoors, right? <laughs> like to live indoors with lights and I like electricity, you know, so all that stuff is nice. And so <laughs> and so that's what I always consider when I'm trying to decide, is this gonna make sense? Is the fact that, you know, we have real life 
responsibilities. Kind of joking, but we you, there are expenses that come, you know, with running running a business. And so I dedicate a couple of speaking opportunities every year that I will do for free. And, and so those are usually faith-based spaces. And so you decide, like, is this something that's on that list of areas that I, it's just a hard thing that I'm going to do? Or is this something that, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a stretch. I'm going to have to invest time. I'm going to have to get on a plane. I'm going to have to cover some expenses and I'm going to have to leave my practice, which means I'm not going to make money that day in my practice. And so those are some things that I consider when I'm going into the sales conversation. I think the the piece that that I have trouble with at times though is that actual conversation is is being mm-hmm. able to really come from cuz because I think I'm still at the place where it's like I would love to speak for you any anywhere give me a paid speaking engagement it sounds amazing right you know like it's it's kind of you know it's kind of like when you initially start as a as a therapist <laughs> you're like I'll take any client if they're paying me money you know and so I really like this and I, and I have I, I mean I'm, I'm joking so what I, I definitely have been more selective in, in what I take and don't take but I think being able to say no or to really dig into like what the budget is or, you know, any of those pieces, I think that there is, there is some nuance to that conversation. How do you Mm -hmm. handle it? Like with this uh, symposium for youth and children or whatever, like how did you, I mean, it sounds like that one you just said no to, but if there's Mm -hmm. one where it's like maybe right on the edge and if it's the right, right price point, you might feel like it's worth your while. Like how do you navigate that conversation? It's a delicate conversation. It is a very delicate conversation because I don't want I don't want them to feel like uneasy about the questions and and there is a level of excitement that comes with being chosen, right? Like yeah. and I can remember in getting started just like you said, like someone says they want me to speak. Yes, thank you so much for thinking of me. Like I'm just excited yeah. to that someone thought enough of me to to have chosen me, right? And so there, there's that piece. And so I'm, I'm having that conversation with them. You know, thank you so much for considering me. Thank you. So I'm having that conversation with them on the onset, but also before I've made the commitment to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gracious and, and appreciative that they considered me. And I'm also saying, well, let's see if we can have a conversation to talk some more about like what your needs are, what the mission is of this event. And, and also how we can make it a, a win-win situation because my fee for this is, and then that's when I say the fee, and then I'm listening to, to their response. Yeah, that's going to work. Or like, hey, I don't know if we could do it. And it's the negotiation. It's the negotiation because it may be that I don't get 100% of my fee, but I get other things that are of value to me that, that makes it, you know, make sense. And so that could be like we talked about earlier, the licensing deal, or that could be video of the the footage, or that could be it's the right audience. Because when I think about how much it costs to market, it costs money to market, right? Like we pay for ads, Google ads. And so if you can imagine like cutting some of that cost of marketing and speaking directly to your target market, that's another value add. So So those are some things that I'm considering when I'm starting to enter into the negotiation conversation. 
Feeling like your ideal clients just can't find you online? There's a better way with Simplified SEO Consulting. They're a team of mental health marketing specialists who understand the unique challenges therapists face in the digital world. Forget wasting time on confusing SEO tactics that leave you feeling frustrated and out of the loop. Simplified SEO Consulting offers a range of proven solutions to fit your practice needs, from DIY courses that empower you to take control, to done-with-you coaching that provides expert guidance at every step, to their individualized done-for-you SEO plans that let you focus on your clients while they handle the details. Plus, they have an innovative content network program that has set practices across the country apart from the rest. When you're ready to start showing up in front of your ideal clients online, the expert team at Simplified SEO Consulting is ready for you. Visit SimplifiedSEOConsulting.com forward slash modern therapist to schedule your free consultation and find the perfect SEO plan to unlock the full potential of your practice. Don't forget to mention Modern Therapist Survival Guide podcast for $100 off your done-for-you SEO onboarding, or use code MODERNTHERAPIST for 20% off a DIY SEO course this summer. I think one of the steps that we missed in this process that I want to kind of jump back to, too, is how do we go about finding paid speaking opportunities? Because, you know, I imagine that there's a certain level of competition with it that, our mm-hmm. therapy reimagined conference. We paid most of our speakers this year. Yeah. I think anybody who was giving a, a full talk ended up getting paid, but I've seen plenty of conferences too, where it's just like, we're going to pay you an exposure. So <laughs> <laughs> how do you, you know, really look at, at some of these places that do respect speakers to have kind of these opportunities in the first place and any advice on really helping you stand out and making sure that your presentations get picked. Sometimes as therapists, we talk in cycle jargon. <laughs> and <laughs> other people don't know what the heck we're talking about. We know what cognitive behavioral therapy means. Like we know what all of these different terms mean, but the organizer may not know what we're talking about if we're using a lot of psychological terms. And so one of the things that I do with my clients is teaching them how to speak in a way that speaks to a person's pain point and also speaks to the solution that you provide. And so for someone, say a couple that I'm doing a relationship workshop and I'm pitching to do a relationship workshop, I may talk about like, divorce is expensive, right? Like it's expensive to get a divorce and not to mention the cost of raising your children in separate homes and just the emotional battles of having to go through that. What if you could get a workshop that's going to teach you strategies on how you can communicate more effectively so you can stop busting and fighting so that you can start to get the strategies that you need to have better intimacy. So you see what I'm saying? I'm talking about the pain points and the struggle and I'm positioning that with the solution and I'm not using any psycho psycho jargon. That makes a lot of sense. And I think it speaks so much to how therapists can oftentimes market poorly as therapists. So it's 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 a lot of the same stuff that we're hearing is like you pitch a talk the same way you would pitch therapy. It's it's really about how do you speak to the pain points? How do you speak to the solution? And I think kind of going circling back a little bit to what what Kurt was asking, it's like there's there's also different kinds of engagements, right? There's mm-hmm. there's talking to the mommy group and then there's also applying to speak at a a major academic conference. And mm-hmm. so 
in choosing, how do you decide what's going to be most beneficial as an individual on, on where you speak, how you identify your speaking engagements and, and kind of making sure that you're the one who's chosen. Cause like Kurt was saying, we had like 90 people apply for our conference. So, I mean, there was, there was tons of competition and it was, it was like Sophie's choice in there. We were like, Oh, this one's so good. I don't know. You know? And so there was certainly things that we saw, like, you know, people who had a video, it was much stronger people who were very engaging and speaking in their video versus kind of talking casually in a webcam, you know, I think there's, there's, there's things that, that I'm sure that we could say, like, for us individually, this is kind of how we chose speakers, but, but it was also something, there were some that weren't lined up, right? There was people who were applying to our conference with their canned talk that didn't go with our themes. And so I think to me being able to say, like, how do, how do you choose what you pitch for? And how do you choose how you make that pitch? Because I think there's a lot of people that just are like, oh, well, I need to do speaking engagements. Let me go to the local Kiwanis club. And that may be absolutely ideal for them. And it may be ridiculous for them, right? So it's like, how do you decide what what's worthwhile for you? When I was in graduate school, I applied to internships. The last year of the PhD program as a psychologist is you have to do a one-year internship. And it's super competitive. You have to match. You have you choose them, and they have to choose you. And I didn't match, and I was devastated. I was like, oh, oh. my gosh, I didn't get oh. into any internship program. And I was like, okay, so what am I going to do? Because I spent, like, nine years of my life to get to this point of getting finishing between undergrad and master's and PhD. And so then I had to review my application. And when I started to look more deeper at my application versus some of the people who actually got a placement, theirs were much more targeted. And so the next year I had to sit out a year and I, and I reapplied. And so when I reapplied, I, my game was totally different. My mindset was totally different. I was researching who the professors were within that internship. I was researching everything about like what they were doing so that I could make sure it was a good match. That's the first part, but then also being able to express that on my application, right? So I'm researching them, I'm looking at the words that I'm sending to them in my cover letter, and then that year I met like I, I, I matched with a lot of placements. There were a lot of placements that were directly messaging me, "We want you to intern with us." And so what I realized in that process, it was a painful process. It hurt, <laughs> but what I realized is that you want people that want you, right? Right. Like you want, like when you're putting on your conference, it's a mission behind what you're doing for your yes. conference. And you want to know that the people who are applying to speak, they are about that mission. And if you're seeing that they're just sending you some canned message, it's going to make you feel like, well, they're not, it's not an alignment there. And I think it's the same when you're applying to speak at other places, taking time to do research about their values, their mission statements, previous speakers that they've had, and then positioning what you do in a way that, that speaks to that. And I'll say as one of the Therapy Reimagined conference organizers that if you're not filling out an application correctly, it's getting thrown in the discard pile very, very quickly that yeah. you do definitely want to hit onto what people are looking for and are, are really, you know, going thematically with what they're presenting. 
Now, I know from kind of this larger conference building standpoint of just how much work it goes into creating some of these own speaking events, but in starting out in some of the, you know, your own building events, is all of that extra work really worth it? Because to launch something takes so much time and energy, and plus you're probably crafting what your speech is, and you're focusing on the content of it too, but the event organization aspects of it just add a whole nother level of stuff. Yeah, it does. I mean, planning events is a lot of work. I plan events. I do my own like workshops and I did a five city tour this year and it was a lot of work. (laughs) There were moments when I was questioning, do I really want to do this? And asking myself the exact question that you asked, is this really worth it? Like I'm a therapist. I could just do my therapy and and coast and do well. And I know people are going to call in. Is it worth it? That was the question that I had. I think the benefits of doing your own live events is that you're not looking for someone to hire you. You're creating what you know needs to exist in the world. And so I think that that's, there's a benefit in that you, you hold the cards, you, you create the stage. And I think there's a lot of benefit in creating your own stages. Plus you can make a lot of money and put on (laughs) your own live events. If you master sales and you understand marketing and you master back of room sales, like you can make a lot of money in putting on live events. But if you don't, you can lose a lot of money. And I have lost money in the past where I had this, I didn't know what I didn't know, right? I didn't know how to market. And so, and I lost money and, and I said, I'm never putting on a live event again. I'm done with live events, not doing it anymore. <laughs> And then people kept asking me, and I was like, well, why don't you do another live event? So I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And, and, I, and I had to invest in understanding how sales and marketing works. And it was a success, and my event sold out. But it just, I think just being mindful of those things, being mindful of marketing and sales, being mindful of how to put butts in seats, because that's another big part of having a successful event and then knowing your numbers you have to know your numbers how much is it going to cost me how much am i going to need to spend for space can i get sponsors to cover the space or food like just knowing your numbers is crucial yeah yeah we have no idea what you're talking about i'm just joking (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're we're work in progress on that as well i think the thing that for me that i'm hearing is that you know, getting hired somewhere, you don't have to do all of that stuff, but you really need to make sure it's the right audience. If you do your own event, you have 100% creative control, you know, as long as you can get butts and seats, which is a big if. But if you can get the butts and seats, if you found, you know, if you've found your audience, and there's people who want to come and pay you to do the thing, then it can be much more lucrative than just a speaking fee. And it can also be something where, where you you put out exactly what you want to put out. I think for me, I, that experience of like putting on a, an event by myself, like, you know, Kurt is a great partner in crime and I am fine putting on an event with Kurt, but by myself, I'm like, I just, it's too stressful. I just can't do it. Cause it has that, that piece. Like you have to know your numbers. You have to do all the marketing. It's like, I don't want to market it. I just want to have people show up. <laughs> And I think we all have different different things that we want to do with our speaking. And I think that there's, we could talk about this for days, but I think the thing that I want to ask before we run out of time is, 
you've talked to a lot of therapists at this point who are wanting to go from couch to podium. You've probably seen a lot of people out there. And so what do you think that most therapists get wrong when they try to do this thing? One mistake that a lot of therapists make is thinking that it'll just come. Like thinking speaking opportunities will come. Like I put it on my website. So check the box. I'm done. And they'll call. (laughs) That's how I felt. When I first started, I was like, okay, it's on my website. So now they're coming. But the floodgates come open. Um, But it's not that easy. Like you have to have a real strategy for how you are going to present it to the world and let people know that you are available to speak. And I think that's that's a big mistake that that people make is not marketing at all. Mm-hmm. Another mistake that I see people make is not investing in themselves, right? Because I we all went to graduate school and graduate school was an investment. Yes. I'm um, still taking care of those student loans, right? Like it's an investment. And it's the, the same way we invest in our education to become a great psychologist, counselor, social worker. We have to make those same investments into understanding how sales and marketing works. And so if we don't, we find we, you can find yourself frustrated. Like, I'm doing this. Why isn't it working? Why aren't people signing up? Why aren't people coming to the event? Why aren't I booking those three and $5,000 speaking engagements? And so I will never forget, I had this, there's a therapist that's in my community. Her name is Mercedes. And she sent me a message and she was like, Dr. Lewis, like I did the things that you taught me and I was offered a $2,500 speaking engagement. And I was able to negotiate books sold and a $4,000 speaking engagement. And it's because she is doing the steps of learning the process. And so that's what I would say to therapists out there. If you are like, okay, I want to get started and I want to make sure I do this right then those are some things I'd say definitely be mindful of. I, I think that's great. I mean, I think there's so many questions that I, I want to ask you. I'm like, okay, okay. I just probably need to get signed up for this course because it's like <laughs> pitching from the stage and, and like the taboos with that. And then also the good part, selling from the back of the room, whether it's books or programs, there's, I've, you know, I remember there was a, a post that you had around like you had gone down. I think this was you that you went down and you were like in the government, you know, conference trying to figure out who you were going to pitch to be speaking to as a government contractor. I was like, oh my gosh, there is so much work that goes into being a speaker because you have to, like, you have to have the background, you, know, you have to have the stuff to, because speaking just to speak can be lucrative, but you got to be a really damn good speaker. And so mm-hmm. then there's also the books and there's the programs and there's the consulting and there's the whatever. And, and so it's like, there's a, so much to create to have a speaking career really be a career and not just, you know, whether it's a marketing strategy or something that you do for fun, like there's a lot that goes into it. So, so mm-hmm. tell us how people can find where you teach people to do all this stuff. So you can connect with me at couchtopodium.com. I currently have a couchtopodium course where I teach therapists how to go from the couch to the stage and book paid speaking engagements. I also have the mental health speakers group on Facebook. So you can find me there. It's about 2000 therapists that are already in there. And so definitely I would love to, to connect with you guys. And then also I have a free gift. So for those of you who are like, I need to get started. I don't know what to do to get started. I'm feeling like there's so many things I need to do and I don't know where to go next. 
then definitely check out my free training and I will send you guys the link for that. But it basically tells you all of the steps for getting started speaking and getting paid. And we'll include a link to that and all of Dr. Lewis's social media handles in our show notes. You can find those at mtsgpodcast.com. And thank you so much for speaking with us today. Dr. Lewis, you're amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. And please join our Facebook group, the Modern Therapist Group. You'll find out about our future conferences and whatever else by being a part of that. And Follow us on our social media stuff. Until next time, I'm Kurt Whitton with Katie Bernoy and Dr. Laura Lewis. Thank you for listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. Learn more about who we are and what we do at mtsgpodcast.com. You can also join us on Facebook and Twitter. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. Charge your full rate with confidence with Thryzer. Thryzer takes care of 100% of the insurance stress and helps your clients skip the long reimbursement wait, giving you a powerful tool to attract and retain out-of-network clients with ease. Check out our special link, join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist, and use the code modern therapists to activate $2,500 in free payments with Thryzer. Feeling stuck with SEO for your therapy practice? There's hope. Head to simplifiedseoconsulting.com forward slash modern therapist and unlock your website's SEO potential with Simplified SEO Consulting. Use code modern therapist for a discount and mention the Modern Therapist Survival Guide podcast for a special offer on done for you SEO this summer. Let's build your dream practice together.